Ksuvas Perg Yir Aleph Mishnah Gimel 11.3. The Mishnah continues where it left off, where we had a machlokas between the Chachamim, who was the Tanakama, and Rabbi Shimon, whether a woman may act outside of the formal Vate um, Din of Mumchem, of the expert Bezdin, um, to liquidate certain assets of her late husband's estate in order to get the money she needs. According to Rabbi Shimon, that was only acceptable if she was getting mazonos, she obtaining funds to provide for her immediate needs of food, clothing, shelter, etc. Whereas the Chacham held that she could do that even for um, getting paid out her, her basic suba payment, that which was promised to her at the time she got married. So make sure that we're clear on the picture here. The point is this woman needs money. So her late husband left an estate and she is going to sell some piece of property that he owned. And while she can't, the discussion is for what purposes she may not go to the formal courts and get like a expert bezdin of three who could then make sure this is done properly and fairly. Um, instead, what she can do is she can um, go to three um, non-professional Dayanam, but they are experts in terms of appraisal, three real estate agents, and get them to sit and say the fair price for this field is X, and then she can sell the field for X to obtain the money she needs. That's the picture here, okay? So now, our Mishnah Gimel is going to have a further discussion on this topic. We're continuing with Rabbi Shimon Shita. So Rabbi Shimon held, remember, that she could only act outside of the main court system for Mizonos, for her immediate needs, and not for her basic super payment. Rabbi Shimon further holds, and that's really the essential Chiddush of the Mishnah here, that once she receives a partial payment on what was promised to her in the Ksuba, she already, from that point forward, forfeits her right to Mazonos in general, meaning once she starts getting paid out her Ksuba, even a partial payment, um, so then she can't demand Mazonos, support for living expenses, and that being the case, once she gets a partial payment, or you'll see the economic equivalent of an, a, par- a partial payment, she no longer can act outside the main court system. She must act through the courts to get any further payments that's entitled to her. The Chachamim will disagree with that, and they will say, and this will be the halacha, that until she's been paid out her ksub in full, she is entitled to Amazonos, and she's allowed to act outside of the main court system. Again, the rationale why, in the first place, we're letting her not go through the normal judicial process of, you know, like any other creditor would have to act through the courts, is because we assume that the husband wanted to shield his wife from the uncomfortable situation of going to the courts and um, working through them, and that was considered to be sort of um, undignified for a woman, perhaps. And that being the case, since we assume that the husband wanted to shield his wife from that, so while she's collecting, she can do that outside of the courts, as we expect her husband would have wanted. So inside the Mishnah says, Machra Ksubasa, if she sold her Ksuba, it's actually Machlokas Roshonim exactly if we mean the actual contract, like she went to like the equivalent of like, like the bond market and sold her her note um, to somebody else um, who would collect on it later on, or if it means she sold um, assets to meet obligations under her Ksuba, Omiktsasa, or even a portion of it. So in other words, she didn't sell the whole Ksuba or the, she didn't sell all the assets required to meet the full obligation of the ksuba, she just got a portion of it paid on now, a partial payment. Or similarly, if she did something that's the economic equivalent, like for example, mishkna ksubasa, she gave her ksuba as um, collateral in order to obtain a loan, like people do today oftentimes for tax planning or tax avoidance. Um, instead of taking capital, 
which might be a taxable event, they'll just borrow money um, against some existing assets they have. So she too says, don't pay out my ksuba. I'll just give you my ksuba as collateral and let me borrow from you 100 zuz. So that's the equivalent, economic equivalent of, of collecting the ksuba, says Rabbi Shimon. And that being the case, she now has got a partial payment and therefore cannot be, um, she's no longer entitled to Mazonas, therefore can't act outside the courts. So whether she's Mishkan Ksubasa, her entire Ksuba is put as collateral, or even Miktsasa, a portion of it is used as collateral for a loan. That's also crossing the line. Or Nasna Ksubasa, La'acher, or Miktsasa. If she even gifts her Ksuba, or the payment that's receivable under the Ksuba, to a third party, um, whether it's all or some, Yushalami understands even if this is to the heirs themselves, so she waives some certain claim they she might have on them, and that was a partial release, so that she, she gave something to them. So now she's been partially paid out of her ksuba. In all those cases, says Rabbi Shimon, since she essentially got paid out of her ksuba, or a portion thereof, or the economic equivalent of a portion thereof, so now she has forfeited her right to Mazonos in general, and therefore she's forfeited her extra legal right, you know, a normal legal right of acting outside of the courts. Instead, lo timkor es hasha'ar, she may not sell anything more from her late husband's estate, ele bebezdin, unless she acts through a formal court with the bezdin of mumchen, expert judges who will, you know, make sure everything's done uh, properly and fairly. V'chacham omrim, the chacham disagree with Rebbe Shimon, who was the Tanakam of this Mishnah, and they actually disagree on two separate points. Um, the first, as I said before, is that a woman can sell assets of her late husband's estate in order to obtain money to provide um, not just for her immediate needs of mazonos, food, medical attention, clothing, etc., but also um, to receive the basic principle that was promised to her in her ksuba, both the Iker ksuba and the tosefes, and the nichzitz on barzel, all the promises that she was given in her ksuba. She can obtain all of them, says the Chachamim, um, Without going through the formal bezin shalmumchen, expert basin, she can just go through like a side ad hoc, you know, local court of, of uh, say, three real estate agents or something like that. Um, but more than that, they also disagree um, with the chiddush that Rabbi Shimon put forth in our mission now, which is that a partial payment already disallows her from collecting mazonas anymore. The chacham hold no. So long as a woman um, hasn't been paid out in full, she's entitled to partial payments of Mazonos. Uh, she's entitled to payments of Mazonos, of Mazonos and support. And that being the case, um, says the Mishnah inside, Chacham Omrim, Mocheres hi afilo arba v'chamisha pa'amim. First of all, she is allowed to sell her husband's estate or the ksuba in pieces and parts um, until she gets her full payment out. Um, Mocheres the Mazonos, Shalok Bebezdin. Um, and she can also um, similarly sell um, pieces and parts of whatever um, the state has, so she can continue to collect, um, you know, the money she needs, obtain the money she needs to purchase um, her basic living expenses of Mazonos, um, like I explained. And now the Mishnah says, this line of the Mishnah is really not a halacha, but it's really advice that the Chum are giving to the woman, that the kosevas le Mazonos macharti. In the, which literally means, and she should write, I sold it for my mazonos, my immediate living expenses. The point of this mission actually is that it's like a shortened version of what the mission is, even the basic mission might have written, which is in the contract in which she is selling some of her late husband's property to a third party to obtain money, in that contract she should write the purpose of the sale. 
whether it's, as the Mishnah talks about, Lamazonas Macharti, for the sake of getting supporting my living expenses, or she could also write that it's for Ksuba, that she sold it. The point is that living expenses are should be relatively modest um, compared to the one-time lump sum payment that one would receive for getting her Ksuba payment. And the concern the rabbis have here, and therefore they're giving this advice of saying right in the contract when you sell the property, the purpose of the sale, is because if people assume, if she doesn't write that, if she doesn't write that, people will assume that all these sales are for the sake of her Mazonos, which would suggest this woman is a very high-maintenance lady, and it costs a lot of money to keep her. Look at all these expenses she has for her Mazonos. And therefore, she won't be able to get a good shidduch. She's a widow already, want her to remarry. And if people hear, you know, she's very, very expensive. She has, you know, cost a lot of money to keep her going. Her Mazonos living expenses are very high. So then they won't marry her. So therefore, the Chacham are advising her, make it clear which are the sales that were to support your Mazonos needs and which are the sales to support your basic suba payment so that the word shouldn't go out that you're sort of gluttonous and, uh, you know, will be too expensive for a regular husband to support. Now, the last, next line of the Mishnah, which is the last line of the Mishnah, is like a new paragraph, almost a new Mishnah. Um, the point here is that while we said that a widow, the almana, may act outside of the main Bezin Shalmumchen, the main court system, in order to sell things to take money to support herself, and that's the din like the Chachamim, that was because we assumed that her husband would have wanted to shield her from an uncomfortable situation. And therefore, let her sort of act outside of, you know, super legally, if you will, outside the main Bezdin. She has to have like an ad hoc side Bezdin. But, says the Mishnah, Ugrusha, if the woman had been divorced and she's now collecting on her ksuba, let's say, let's say, for example, you know, she her husband divorced her and then before she could collect, um, she, uh, you know, the husband died, let's say. So the same situation is, is you know, she's collecting from the estate, but the husband wouldn't really care, presumably, if she was uncomfortable going to courts because he divorced her. If he's divorcing her, obviously, he's not really looking out for her especially anymore. Um, and therefore, and moreover, the Grush is not entitled to Mazonos in the first place, remember, because when she's divorced, she's no longer entitled to Mazonos, she just gets her Ksuba payment. So therefore, according to Shimon, it's a non-starter. According to Shimon, of course, she can't act, act outside of the court systems because that's only when she's entitled to Mazonos. And if she's a Gurusha, a divorcee, no Mazonos for her. But even the, the Chacham hold that a woman can also act outside of the main court system to obtain her Mazonos, um, excuse me, her, her non-Mazonos needs, her, her, her basic super payments, even then would say that's only when it comes to a Almana, a divorcee. But, excuse me, an Almana, a widow, but not a grusha who's a divorcee, because we presume he wouldn't really care what she, if she's uncomfortable. And therefore, the Mishnah says, "Ugrusha lo timkor el If a woman is a divorcee, she may not sell anything to obtain money to meet the obligations to which she's entitled under ksuba, except through the main court system um, in the normal way, because again, no reason to assume their husband would care if that was uncomfortable for her. And the din would be like the chachamim.